Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Hey Anna, thank you so much for coming and joining me in my chai session. Look at those chai. You're ready for us. Yeah, we cuppa. And um, seems to me that every time that we get together in um, these past few months or so, we end up talking about injuries and comparing notes on shoulder injury in particular. And also having a chat about how it's changing our practice but also um, how having these longer term injuries is having a really big impact in changing how we teach um, the yoga postures as well so I thought it would be quite fun to get together and share some of our chat um, with everyone um, so I mean everyone's probably bored of hearing me talk about my shoulder injury but that's it's coming up for two years now and you know done lots of stuff to try and and address it um everything from um adapting the practice to stopping posture practice for a while which just to be clear did nothing at all whatsoever to help stopping moving did not help um i have seen an osteopath have seen physios um about it as well and Frustratingly, there, there hasn't been a magic bullet, so it's something that I'm still having to, to kind of live with and work with. And I know from our chats that, that you have a similar story. Yes, yeah, I think uh, people who come to my classes have heard this story as well a million times and are sick of me saying, so today we're going to switch it up because my shoulder hurts again. <laughs> so, um, yes, I, I broke my clavicle, which is an injury that so many people have uh, many, many moons ago. And it needed surgery to help it out a little bit. And over the few years after, like I started feeling a bit of numbness in my fingers and everything. And this has been eight years now at this point. And I've only got a diagnosis this year for what's happening this summer. So it's very recent and it's just basically my nerves are being trapped by my own clavicle uh, with certain movements. So over the last few years, again, I didn't know what was happening, why I had that numbness. So it was really hard to alter my practice because I didn't know what I could do, what would trigger the pain, what would send my fingers into tingles or my whole arm sometimes into tingles. And now I know that it's just if I raise my arms above my head that's going to happen so that's my my main trigger so with so many down dogs in yoga practice <laughs> it just makes it the more fun um but yes my, my practice I, I used to say it has suffered um 
before and I've, I've started trying to change my own lingo to it's been altered rather than suffered because what's happened is that I had to find ways to still practice, to still teach, to do what, what I can, but I just have to work more on variations. So maybe I just need to spend some time when I'm doing my down dog and my own mat going, okay, if I do this, does it feel a bit better? And even if it's not the way we've been taught originally to do it, it doesn't mean it's wrong because it's what's right for my body and for the situation I'm in. Um, so yes, I've been working a lot with investigating shoulders. I've been doing a lot of my reading and workshop coming soon. <laughs> Just thought I'd put it out there. Absolutely, um, get it in early. <laughs> get your bookings. It's in the studio, so limited spaces. Um, but yes, I've been, I've been reading more about how the joint works and how everything moves and interacts together uh, because I had the idea that it's just like ball and socket kind of thing and, you know, your arms just moving within the shoulder, but it's actually a bit more complicated than that. There's a bit more to it. Um, and one thing I never studied was nerves. Uh, I've studied ligaments, I've studied tendons and I've studied muscles. And now I'm really aware that we have nerves and uh, unfortunately your clavicle is a passing place for most nerves that connect to the rest of the body. So for your, from your spinal column, you have quite a lot of nerves that go under your clavicle and then spread out to the rest of the body. Um, so working with nerve pain is not that much fun um, because your arm can just give out on you you could be holding a pose and all of a sudden you're not holding it anymore um so i've been focusing more and more on safety um safe practice um, rather than pretty practice i've given up on instagram and social media and looking pretty on social media uh, or following like you have the most amazing poses online and i've just had to accept it for now at least that's not going to be me because i have to work more on on keeping myself safe but still develop my practice at the same time. So if you look at my down dogs or anything, it might look a bit different um, to what most people are used to, um, but that's the way it's working for me. It's just as simple as that is what I'm working with. Um, and yeah, hopefully it's it's like interesting, isn't it? Because it's, it's an exercise on so many different levels. So because you, you've already spoken about it, it's an exercise in how you talk about practice like how you talk about your own practice and how you talk about practice when you're teaching it to to other people um but also reframing expectations of appearance of a posture um as well you know because I mean we're all guilty of falling into to the aesthetic sometimes and and looking from the outside because it's it's one of the really important feedback uh, mechanisms that we've got but um yeah, so super interesting that it, it it has to be reframed on different different levels. Um, has mm -hmm. so much to teach us, Anna. I know <laughs> the things we learned about ourselves. Because I used to, I remember at some point, I not soon after my injury, but a couple of years after, and I was dealing with this pain, and I tried to go to a yoga class, and I found myself. Like I spoke to a teacher and, and she said, oh, until we, we know more about your injury, how about you come to a beginner's class? And oh my God, my ego took a hit. <laughs> I was yeah. really upset over going to beginner's class because like, no, I know more yoga than, than that. I, I don't, 
why why do I have to am I demoting myself now I've been practicing for four years why am I going to beginner's class and I got so worked up and I didn't go to that class because I didn't want to be a beginner again and well eventually my shoulder was like no 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 you have no way around it get on your mat be a beginner again stay like in your down dog hold it for a while change your hand position and it's just like little rotations as well it's not even that like, i'm make, making big, big movements or making a big difference it's just like if i rotate my thumb maybe out the way a little bit more that takes that rotation that my shoulder doesn't like it well yeah, yeah. ego took a hit and i had to learn the hard way <laughs> yeah but it's, it, you know for me it's been like just I'm going to say I'm probably going to overuse the word interesting because um, it is all really interesting. So I feel like in trying so many different things over these past two years, I'm certainly getting to know my body better and maybe have a little bit more understanding of how some of the, the body works. I mean, it's obviously a vast topic and very few people know um, that much, like enough about it, if you like. Um, but for me, one of the things was like, so I love a really strong practice. And I was like, what can I do to still have a strong practice, but not aggravate whatever it is that, that's going on? You know, because I started in the beginning, I was just adapting a couple of posters like Chaturanga. Um, that didn't really do much to help. Um, so we started adapting a little bit more eventually got to the point where um, I took out all weight bearing at all like I just I didn't weight bear at all so one of the things I did at that point because I was like well what am I going to do like what if I can't bear weight I'm an Ashtanga practitioner what can I do so what I decided to do then was no hands so I wasn't using hands to get my legs into half lotus or full lotus I wasn't using my hands to help in any way at all um, I was doing the, the whole practice no hands which was it suddenly got really difficult again but in a really really different way um, and I think one of the things as well for me it's almost like being an Ashtanga practitioner within that kind of method and those sequences um, one of the things that's been quite difficult for me is, is to kind of step outside of that a little bit and do things differently. So kind of be informed from different um, modalities, like when we've spoken a lot about functional movement um, and, and some of the newer science and studies that's coming out, which is really exciting. So bringing in some of that, but even just doing something completely different. So earlier this year, I started running because you know my practice isn't as dynamic as it used to be I need to be a little bit more cautious and although um after all of this time I am I do have quite a strong practice again or in fact I do have a strong practice again and I'm doing the vinyasa and stuff but I have to be very considered about it um so yeah I started running earlier this year as well um and and it just brings a whole new lens, I suppose, to see your body and understand your body, but also the, well, why am I practicing? What am I practicing? What am I practicing for? Like, yeah. why am I even doing this? Um, 
Yeah, I've been, I've been having that conversation with a, with a few people, especially with, with lockdown as well and everything switching to Zoom. I think there's a few people, not just yogis, but even outside speaking to, to my own students at the university are struggling with motivation because everything is done through a screen these days. And it's just how finding that fresh perspective on, on things can change so much. And yeah, you come to your yoga class, but why? But what, what's the question? Why, why are you coming to that yoga class? Is it to get some exercise? Is it because it gives you something that you actually really look forward to and you like stepping on your mat, you like being in that spirit with other, other practitioners? Is it your yamas and yamas? Like, what, what brings you to a class? And again, I've been having this conversation with so many people and there's so many people who are like, oh, I don't, I don't know, what, why? why? Why do I do what I do? I'm like, well, only you know the answer. So you really have to think about what, you, what brings you to your practice. And if it is because it brings you joy, then does an injury have to stop that joy? Do you really need to go into hiding because you've got an injury or can you work on variations with a teacher or by yourself and just see what works and bring that joy again? And sometimes even just discovering little things that we can do, will bring it back. I get really excited every time I find a pose, I'm like, oh, this feels nice in my body. <laughs> yeah, or like you said, just that little tiny rotation or adjustment that all of a sudden is like, oh, actually, this feels okay again. Then clearly I'm a bit guilty of going, but what if I do it to a hundred? Or what if I do it in this really crazy arm balance? Like, you know, um, but with moderation, yeah, it's just the smallest things have made such a big difference. Yeah, yeah, it's small movements and even just starting other activities like running make you aware of muscles you didn't know you had oh. and you'll notice it especially the first few times you run or that you do a new activity it's like oh, wow what what is this pain on this side it's like in such a specific place I didn't know existed uh, yeah but, and, and yeah. one of the things is where I like I totally caught myself going oh but what if running makes me stiff for my yoga practice and you can imagine yeah. what I would say to somebody else saying that to me, but I actually caught myself going, oh, but it's good. And, it, and it, that and um, I'm also doing a, a functional movement program mm -hmm. just now. Um, that is making me stiffer for my practice, I have to say. More than the running is, actually. Um, hopefully stronger and stable. Mm -hmm. Stiffer. <laughs> not, just, not just not able to move stiffer. Um, hopefully it's doing its job because again that was something else um, I'm trying to do is almost like hitting the reset button because one of the things the physio took me through and I'm sure um, yours have done that as well is like they don't just focus on the shoulder it's like they start working through the rest of the body to try and pick up imbalances and you know quite often the pelvis is a little bit off and um, hell we discovered that that one of my feet was working a little bit differently like my foot and my ankle was working a little bit differently from the other side as well so I ended up with foot and ankle exercises which kind of blew my mind a little bit actually because I was like hear about my sh shoulder that's that's up here but yeah the the, the so the foot and, and ankle exercises kind of blew my mind but I'm hoping that that's going to hit reset a little bit as well because having practiced these asana these postures in this sequence for a very long time I've obviously hit patterns that mm -hmm. that maybe just aren't so helpful anymore yeah and there's those patterns that you won't you won't realize are there and um, I think we're all guilty of that I still do it 
Um, and it's only when something snaps, I was like, oh, darn it. I should have paid more attention to that. Can I say darn it in this call? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, gosh, darn um, But until you're like, oh, no, my body doesn't like this anymore. Is That's when you realize you've got that pattern. Um, and I, I keep telling everyone, like, practice with the teacher every now and then just to, to keep yourself. Um, because there's things that you won't pick up on, but someone from the outside will pick up on especially now that everyone's returning to the studio, that's the first thing they say is like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you've made a difference there. Yeah, it was a tiny difference, but look at that. You, sometimes it's just like your fingers are here and you're like, just squeeze your shoulder blade and they'll touch. Like something as simple as that. Um, but yes, I've lost track of what I was saying. So yeah. <laughs> No, because as a, as a teacher, isn't it fantastic to be able to see people in 3D again mm -hmm. and, and actually in more detail because the online stuff has been amazing like just amazing but to actually see people in a little bit more detail than the the, the small screen allows you to do yeah. I think makes a massive the yeah, amount of difference. feedback that you can build from it just from yeah. having someone in front of you I, I understand why people are still a bit uncomfortable with being in the studio but it does make a difference for us as well um and what we can see and what we can help with um, or is on the screen you're like maybe the foot is off can't tell yeah you know, angle of the camera for this pose is not the best but you can't really carry your camera as you move between each pose so we try we try yeah. our best um yeah. but yeah it's just that that bit of having someone every now and then uh and does help yeah, yeah so I mean what what else do you think that kind of working with your injury over all this time and, and kind of exploring the body in different ways what else do you think that has changed about your teaching I mean I know we we've been geeking out a bit about active and passive stretching yeah so that's a bit a very big one um I've, I've reconsidered my uh my passive stretching uh, and if you don't know what we mean by passive stretching is basically you're seated in a forward fold and you come to the forward fold um whereas active it is more you're fighting your own muscles. So you get the muscles engaged and they stop your slowing down and getting into poses. Um, so every now and then you'll find it, I'll say even just a seated forward fold, but you're going to lower very, very slowly onto it. And where your body stops, that's where you're stopping and holding. And maybe without the hands touching the mat for help, because as soon as the hands touch the mat, the body goes, ha, really? Mm -hmm. If you keep the hands off the mat, you've got that tension uh, around the muscles. Um, so what I found is passive stretching is not a bad thing. It's not, it's not the devil, but it's, it just means that your body is not safeguarding itself. It's not protecting yourself when you're going to poses because what you're saying, you're moving so quickly, it, you kind of switch off from what you're doing and you just let the pose be the pose. Whereas if it's active stretching, it's more the body working towards getting that pose there's a little bit more engagement there's a little bit more firing in the nerves um, and when you have this extra firing in the nerves you have your brain getting feedback from what's going on so you'll you're more likely to pick up on something that is a bit off than you would if you've just done the passive stretch and usually is when the teacher comes to the adjustment they'll be like oh no that's not no because you you fall went too yeah. far uh, with your, your your stretch and so I, I've definitely put more active work in uh, in my classes and my own practice as well um, and yeah. so I probably want to be clear as well here we're talking about 
passive stretching within the context of a vinyasa based practice yeah. we're not off-roading into yin territory so so we are talking about within a vinyasa based practice yeah um because for me it's like it's like the body taking the body into the shape or the movement rather than it just letting itself flop or or fall yeah. into it and and relying on like the the musculature and the body to take it into its its posture rather than relying on gravity. any flexibility and gravity uh -huh, mm -hmm. to get into what from the outside might look like an amazing shape but I mean certainly for me I've got a little bit of uh, I've got a little bit more mobility around mm -hmm. some of my joints which is part of my shoulder story um, that I've got going on um, but for me when it was described as looking for like sensory feedback or proprioceptive feedback then if you move passively you don't get that you don't get that feedback you you have less you've got less feedback from the ground you've got less feedback from the body about where it is in space as well and as soon as somebody described it to me like that I was like that is exactly what I'm missing because I can't tell whether my knees are locked out or not but if I've got activation through the muscles and it's like you know my body has placed itself there then I've got that feedback going on all the time like you see through the nervous system mm -hmm. that kind of nervous system activation um there as well yeah yeah, yeah. resist gravity gravity is a, a temptress <laughs> just, <laughs> you can do it just let your body go all the way down and if you just resist a little bit you'll feel you'll feel it you know when you're engaging the muscles at that point and i always tell my students if i finish the class and i'm more tired than you are then you're relaxing something there that shouldn't be relaxing because i'm not demonstrating the whole time so if i'm more tired <laughs> it's a bad time good, good <laughs> it's a threat because <laughs> i mean like you say like the, uh, some passive stretching isn't necessarily bad is it mm -hmm. um and and for me, it, it seems that that might be helpful sometimes for, for students with less mobility who are mm -hmm. kind of tending towards being stiffer or tighter. But I know certainly for me, it just feels really unpleasant, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see what you mean by unpleasant. It, it is, you get the shaky muscles and you just really want to resist your mind that just wants to do it. It's just like, yeah. let's, let's just do it we can do this pose why worry so much yeah. uh, but you are right like i i will put passive stretching in my relaxation my own relaxation my yeah. students relaxation it tends to be a bit more passive i love a happy baby pose <laughs> there's not really much you can activate there you're just meant to enjoy it and relax in it um but as judy said like when you're building up the sequence when you're working towards something then active stretching in vinyasa and ashtanga um, will help keep the joints safe and in place a yeah, little bit. and I mean, apparently, like I, I wouldn't be able to cite a study or anything, but I read um, that studies are beginning to show that over the long term, that active stretching actually increases flexibility, mm -hmm. which, which is one of the things 
that we think that we're doing or that, that we're kind of seeking in a kind of physical asana based practice is, is more flexibility or more mobility and apparently working act with the active stretching longer term like short term maybe a little bit unsatisfying because you don't go as far as you would really like but over the long term so when we start thinking about because for me one of the things is I want a sustainable practice I want to be able to do this crazy bonkers strong physical practice for a long time yeah like you know with with the body that I have um so it's been about figuring out how to to use that how to work sustainably um as well play that long game yeah yeah just it's just that getting that ego um to stay quiet for the first few times and then when you start seeing the benefits of it because it'll also if you're doing active stretching you'll feel stronger over time because with the muscle engagement comes to building the muscle so different poses like balancing for example you'll start feeling that strength if you're doing active stretching and active engagement of the muscles in a balance it'll build that balance so much quicker than if you're just relying on gravity to hold you on one foot put one foot on the floor and then that's it um so it does it does become gratifying very very quickly it's just getting over that little speed bump like whoop <laughs> um yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's possibly a metaphor for just about anything we could think of there that once you go over the speed bump then yeah oh, we're good that's your ego it's just a speed bump just get to the other side um and that's it take your time get to the other side <laughs> so you're not going to get there tomorrow you might not get there in a week but you will get to the other side it's just a very long speed bump <laughs> maybe, maybe it's multiple speed bumps like one after the other <laughs> reminds me of hill walking in scotland <laughs> oh, yeah, the false summits <laughs> oh breaks yeah. my heart every time <laughs> yeah oh well listen i think that might be quite a nice place to stop with your speed bump analogy so thank you so much for taking time out your afternoon to chat and your workshop saturday 30th of october mm-hmm. yes. two o'clock it's the morning is it the morning 10 30 i think it is i'll double check that for you but i think it is 10 30 in the morning Um, see if we were real pros anna both of us would have checked that out before we actually hit record (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll check it out and i'll put it in the the notes and and whatnot but people definitely saturday october 30th Yes. anyway and it's live for booking on the website and it's specifically to do with shoulders and it's um anna you talking about smart movement around the shoulder joint so i'm super excited i think it's going to be really valuable for so many so many people thank you so much no problem thank you so much for having me cheers <laughs>